Welcome to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast, where we're going to be exploring above and below the surface. We'll take in a deep dive into the world of fishing, diving, and surfing. Every week, we're going to sit down with experts to learn more about them and get their freshest, hottest takes on all things salty. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast. I am your host, along with Cheyenne Beerson now. How are you, Cheyenne? I'm doing great. How are you doing? So good. So everybody listening in, this is super, super exciting. We have Cheyenne joining us on the podcast. Um, it's going to be a super fun thing. You're going to be running the East Coast stuff, maybe some of the West Coast stuff, talking more of the diving and fishing side of things. And I'll be talking water sports and action sports on um, the Salt Life side of that kind of adventurous uh, lines of things. So it's going to be super rad. But uh, today we have Ka- uh, Kai McPhillips on with us. What's up, Kai? How are you? Good. What's up, everyone? Cruising. Hey, Kai, how's it going? I'm doing good. How are you guys? So good. Excited to be here. I know. It's sick. We're stoked to have you. This is this is going to be fun. I'm super, super stoked for this next adventure. And um, it's going to be fun. And you know so many people, Cheyenne. So it's going to be good to, to get you to talk to more people and get more of that side of what you do. So um, to start us off, Kai, give us a little overview on yourself for the people that have not met you. I know you've been on here a couple of times, but... Um, this one's going to be super fun. We're talking about Baja missions and uh, you driving down there to the East Cape and getting down to Mexico. So give us a little introduction on yourself, dude. Yeah. So for you, uh, those of you who don't know me, my name is Comic Phillips. Um, I'm 20 years old from San Quentin, California, and I pretty much lived the salt life year round. Um, I was just in Baja for over a month. That was my last big trip. Pretty fun. Um, and we'll go into that later on but yeah head back tomorrow so excited for that crazy that is so gnarly <laughs> Cheyenne and I were just talking we were on the phone a little bit ago and she's like I've never been to the East Cape right Cheyenne you've never been there right no so what's it like like what's the landscape what are the people like what's the overall vibe there it sounds so cool so pretty much if you love being off the grid and you know hanging on beautiful beaches by yourself and surfing amazing waves that's the place to go oh. it's it's insane it sounds like your whole family is like so involved with Baja. Yeah, we're down there probably more. I feel like I'm there more than home now. It's crazy. That's so rad. Do you guys have like a specific place that you stay or uh, do you stay in hotels around there? Um, so what if it's just the boys trip, we camp. But if my sister comes along, you know, and we got girls, we tend to either stay at friends' houses or or kind of crash in hotels and all that. But I usually prefer the camping because you're you're on the water and you're 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 looking out at the most beautiful scenery ever. So um if it's if it's the boys' trip, we we tend to camp. Oh. That's so fun. Camping down in Baja is like the best thing in the world. It's a dream. It's it's so rad. It's How so- rugged do you get? Do you just sleep in your truck? I sleep in my truck and this last trip I actually like halfway through decided to grab a puppy, which I thought was a pretty smart decision at the time. So it was just me and the pup um, in the back of the truck for almost a month straight. It was pretty fun. <laughs> I, I bet that puppy's so attached to you. Oh my God. I, I, I can't even surf anymore because I can't leave it by itself. <laughs> so good. Yeah. So what have you been up to, Kai, since the last time we talked? I know that you've been traveling down there a bunch but um any other trips that you've been doing or you just been baja mission it out baja mission i have a big trip to europe planned in september um usually this time of year i'd I'd go to uh indonesia but i've done that the last two summers and i was like you know what i want to switch it up so i'm doing europe for a month 
in September, which I'm so so excited for. So epic. How good is yeah. that? Oh, so so I think the plans to do like half half the trip in France and then half the trip in Portugal and just chase waves up and down the coast. So good. Yeah, I'm stoked. Uh so Cheyenne, you've never you've never been to the Eastgate. Or no. or have you ever been to Baja? No, never before. So this is all I'm so excited to hear your perspective on it. I did a little bit of research before we hopped on just so I could see. It looks so beautiful. It's the best place on earth, in my opinion. Because you have the, you know, you have the town where if you want to go, you know, shopping or do that side of it. And then you also have the side where it's like you're off the grid, middle of nowhere, no service, amazing waves. Everyone down there is so nice, like really good restaurants. It's got everything. Because Cheyenne, that's a that's such a mission for you, like coming from the East Coast, going down there, huh? I Yeah, I it's nothing that I, I've never even considered it. But now I'm like, I'm so intrigued by the whole you camping on the beach and Chasing the waves, it sounds like the totally just living the salt life down there. Or is it up there? I don't even know. I need to oh, do some research. Oh, it's down there. It's down there for us. <laughs> yeah. So, Kai, give us a little rundown. So, how long does it take you to drive down to the East Cape? You can do it in two days. I prefer doing it in three because I like cruising and, like, you know, stop in for swims and, and tacos and all that. But um, if you want to power down, you can do it in two full, like, 12-hour days of driving. And then when you go down there, usually stay, like, do you stop in San Jose del Cabo first and like cruise around the town, get stocked up on stuff and then go to the East Cape or? So usually the whole, like the plan driving down is, um, we drive down on the Gulf side, which I, I prefer it, it's the only uh, downside is way hotter driving on that side. Um, and my truck unfortunately does not have AC. So I got a little oh. painful, but. We stop, um, we do two, usually two hotels on the Gulf side, which are both rad spots. And then when we get into Cabo, it's like grocery run straight to the East Cape. We don't even, me and my dad both say like, we don't even go into town anymore. We love East Cape so much. Like there's no point in stopping. That's epic. That's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. I miss that place. You got to come back. I know. What's the weather like right now? Right now, it's it's extremely hot and it's kind of hurricane season. So I just looked because I, I go back tomorrow morning. Um, we go straight into like rain and thunderstorm for two days, but it's still 96 degrees. So it's going to be very humid and wet. But then the next couple of days after that, sunshine and blue skies. Oh, that's good. No AC has got to be yeah. rough right now. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not looking forward to that part. <laughs> So Kai, I have a I have a question on here uh, in regards to 25 years of Damien living on the land out there on the East Cape. What's that all about? Damien's the man. He hasn't he didn't he hasn't he doesn't live there full time. But so the house we usually stay at it's his house down there, right at um, a wave called Shipwrecks, which is one of the most prestigious waves down there. Like high performance shortboarding breaks year round, pretty much. Um, that's who I'm actually going to stay at his house tomorrow. But Damien Damien's the man and. You know, the whole Escape to the Cape Cod that he's put on for the second two years in a row now, it's, I'm claiming is the funnest, best contest I've ever surfed in my entire life. Um, but yeah, he's the man. You know, surf, uh, shapes surfboards, loves Baja. Like, he's awesome. I know. Cheyenne, I was telling you that Kai's um, super involved in contest surfing and stuff like that. So this will be fun for you to, like, talk to him on, along that side. Because I guess this is all new for you, right? Like, surfing events and then also, like, old Baja thing. So... Um, you said that he's running an event down there, Kai. Give us like a little overview on what what's that all about. Yeah, so his fir the first year doing it, it's, it, the event's called Escape to the Cape, which I think is like the best name ever. Um, 
his first year was last June, or I guess two Junes ago. And, uh, you know, everyone went down thinking like, oh, is it going to be a good turnout? Like, cause I mean, you're down there off the grid. There's no power. Like it takes a lot of work to set up a event, especially a good one in the middle of nowhere, pretty much. And it was, it was the best turnout for a contest you could possibly imagine. Like there were families from all over the world coming down, hanging out like all day long from dark to dark and just having the best time ever. Dude, that's epic. Yeah, it was killer. And then this last, this last one, which, which I was down there for on my, on my trip was even double the size of the year before. Everyone was so stoked. We scored waves. It was like the best weather you could ever imagine. It wasn't too hot. The wind was light all day long. Like, it was insane. Oh my gosh. So good. I love yeah. I love the the fact that like you can just go down there and post up on the beach and just like have the best beach day ever. Like it's insane. Surf, fish. You meet people down there too that's like you go down there solo. Like I, I camped solo for two weeks and made so many new friends that are just like guys down there camping in their trucks, surfing, fishing every day. Like that's the best part about it. So with this event in particular, our um are there like a lot of different divisions, like longboard, shortboard, uh, like 18 and up, and then Grom divisions and stuff like that? Or is it one single event? So this event, um, it's a it's strictly longboarding. Um, there's the pro division and then juniors, both on the boys and girls side. And juniors, I'm, I'm pretty sure, is 18 and under. And uh, the only rule in the event is it's single fin only. So that keeps it kind of cool, like the, the traditional style and stuff. Um, but other than that, that's the only rule. Uh, my sister actually competed in the the pro women's and juniors, and she got third in, or no, sorry, second in pro women's, and she never longboards ever. That is so, so that was like awesome! A huge deal. Yeah, she made made a uh, a good chunk of cash, so she was so stoked. Dude, what? That's killer! But I'm so curious. Like, what time in the morning do you guys start to get? They're called heats, correct? You do them in heats. But what time do you have to start to get them all in? So I'm pretty sure that the heat started, it was like eight to maybe eight in the morning to four in the afternoon. And each sheet's 20 minutes long with four people in each of them and top to advance. And then so that just like each round gets smaller and smaller until you get to the final, which is the last four people standing. And yeah, that's how it goes. So pretty much, Cheyenne, what happens is like, if there's 64 people in a contest, cut that in half, you have round of 32 and then you so forth, so forth, so forth. And then you go into what's called like the semifinal or quarterfinals and then the semifinals and then you have a final. Uh, and depending on how many people they run in the heat, you could have a final of two people, you could have a final of four people. Um, so every of every single um, age bracket or every division in that event, Kai, you guys are running what, two-man finals or four-man finals? Uh, it was four-man finals for each division. There was a lot this year. There was a lot of people who did it this year, which was so rad. I was so stoked for Damien. Like, I mean half of San Clemente where I'm from was down there for the event. And it was like, everyone was so stoked. Like people who don't even longboard just enter the contest just because it's the funnest thing ever. Like you go surf a heat with three other guys at a, at a really fun wave. Uh, it's called La Fortuna. Super, super sick wave. You got restaurants uh, right there, right and left. Like it's all you can ask for. So how does the event play out as far as do people come and just in mass herds and hang out and camp and watch the event or how, like, what's the setup? So you got people, I mean, from coming all around the world and you got people driving down, flying. So the people who usually drive like myself tend to usually camp just, um, it just makes it so much easier. You're, you're, you're close to the contest setup. And like I was saying earlier, like it's so beautiful down there that 
camping is like the best thing ever. Uh, I actually had a couple of friends drive from mainland Mexico, which is so nuts. I've never done it before, but you got to hop on a ferry. You have on like a, an eight hour ferry ride across the Gulf of Mexico. And they're just in like their, they have their van and their longboard and they're like the most stoked people ever. <laughs> and they're just sleeping yeah. on the beach for like weeks and just loving it. Like it's rad. I love to see people just living and loving life like so simplistically. They don't need anything, but they're bored and to head out and have a good time. That's the vibe right there. It's all you can ask for. It's amazing. I, and that's what's cool about the Eastscape or just Baja in general. Like you'll see that all over Cheyenne. And it's so rad. Like you go drive down there three hours down the way to like San Catina or four hours and like just cruise that area. You have guys like camping on the beach and having little bonfires and people just connect and talk and like talk about waves. And I don't know, that's kind of how it is down on the East. Actually, that's a, absolutely how it is on the East Cape too. Right, Kai? Oh, same exact thing. Like you bond with so many people down there. It's crazy. I love it. So cool. I, I've got to make it there to see what's going on. Yeah. You got to You got to put that on the bucket list for sure. And it's, it's a, such a safe area too, Kai go along. Like, Let's get into that. Like, I feel like the news is portrays so much negativity on Mexico in general. And yes, don't get me wrong. Stuff happens there. Stuff happens in the U.S. though. Like, it's just so funny to me because when you go down there, everybody's inviting you to their house for dinner. Everybody's inviting you to like, whatever, your car breaks down. Oh, come over. My uncle owns a shop. He'll take care of you, whatever. Like, it's it's safe. That topic's hilarious because everyone like thinks Mexico is like portrayed as like the scariest place. Like I can't believe you drive down there and all this. And I'm honestly fine with it because it keeps the crowds way down. <laughs> but then like talking about it, like stuff happens everywhere. Like you drive up to LA, which is an hour north of me, and you look at the news there. I mean, some scary stuff happens, but no one talks about it. You drive down to Mexico and one sketchy thing happens and it's like, oh my God, like it's the the, the topic of the entire town. But you know, you just know where to go and where not to go. And I mean, I like Kieran said, like, I think it's the safest place ever. And then alongside of like the fishing and diving and stuff in that scene, like Cheyenne, you're the diving woman, like the face of salt life when it comes to diving and fishing and stuff. Like you would love it. Like the fishing there is insane. Like Kai, you probably have fished there a bunch. Oh, and I usually don't fish because I'm just like surf, surf, surf. But down there, the waves are flat. I'll hop on a paddleboard or even a friend's boat and you catch, I mean, there's fish everywhere. It's, yeah. it's insane. And the diving aspect too, because the water is crystal clear. So Kai, when is the first time that you went down to Baja? Do you remember? I think I'd, I'd have to be maybe 10 or 12. This last trip, actually, me and my dad were kind of trying to do the math. And I think it was my 50th trip down the peninsula. Huh. So in a 10 year span of going down there, I think this was number 50. Uh, we don't have exact records of it, but we kind of just said like, you know what, we're going to make this one number 50. And I just, the funny thing was I just hit on the drive down in my truck, I hit 250,000 miles. So it was like 50th trip down, hit 250 on my car. Like it just sounded cool. So I just made it, made it that. <laughs> so good. Um, how did you do in the event last year? The first year they ran it, I actually won it, which was rad. And then this, this last one, a couple weeks ago, I got third. Yeah, so I was stoked. Yeah, that's sick. So I guess this is kind of funny because Kai, you're like high performance shortboard guy and your dad is world champ longboard guy. Like now that you're doing an event that's single fin only, 
how does that play out? Are you riding like a single fin at lowers when you go surf lowers now or what's going on, dude? So the funny thing is no one really knows before like these comps, like I've never longboard, which it probably makes people pretty mad me saying that. Um, I, I think it just kind of comes naturally because like I, I've always grown up riding like bigger short boards just because my dad is like, I think everyone should, should foam is your friend. Like when people say that, I think I back it 100%. Um, but when I do ride a big board, it's usually a board that's 11 feet or bigger. So we call those a, a, a glider, which Kieran knows like our, our winter and, and our summers, we have not had very good waves here. So everyone's riding big boards and I kind of just ride that. And then this longboard comp is the only time that I'll hop on. I, I ride a 9.4 single fin. And then I'll, I'll catch a couple waves before my heat, but that's really about it. Other than that, I'm freaking shortboard. Hey, give us a little story, Kai. Didn't your truck break down the last time you went down there or something? Yes, yeah. So that was a little scary. I was actually on the East Cape camping, just me and the dog. But like we were talking about earlier, like you meet so many people down there. It's where like I wasn't really freaked out. Like I knew someone was going to come by. And what do you know, um, my buddy Tony... Um, and one of my older friends, he's uh, from Colorado, but same as us, like loves the East Cape, goes down there for two months at a time, camps in his car, fully helped me out. We kind of Jimmy rigged it back together and uh, I got it into town. Boom, I got fixed. And then coming home, we kind of thought my transmission was going to go out in my car. And it was it was um, me and my dad driving back and uh, we were kind of sketched out, sketched out and it, it never went out. We made it all the way back home which is a, th- a thousand miles more and it made it back home and it still hasn't gone out. So Ooh. I think the, the Toyotas are just unbreakable. They are. <laughs> yeah, they're indestructible. So yeah, that was, that was a fun time. So in regards to that event, how, how many people would you say showed up last year? Each division was completely full. And then if you, every family was down, there was probably 300 people, 250, 300, not in the event, but just like down there for the event. It was packed. And there were tents set up. It, it looked like a, a professional WSL setup event. There was uh, scaffolding, events, prizes. Salt Life had a tent down there, giving out gear. Like everyone had a Salt Life koozie the entire event. Like it was so awesome. And how many how many more people came this year? I'm so curious. I always love to see the growth of like contests and tournaments and how they build over the years. Yeah, I'd say this year was if at least double if not more and i think next year is going to be even double this like i was talking to damien and saying like i think because there, there's not very many longboard contests like for us to do these days and i think um the ones that are around this escape to the cape contest is going to like take over all of them and there's not even going to be any other events besides this one like it, it was that rad and that like well put on that it's going to kind of smoke all the other events Oh, that's good to hear. How is the competition and compared to last year with the double in, in entries? There was there was a lot of good guys. I was actually pretty nervous. I had a couple <laughs> heats where I was like, God, if I make this heat, like I'm stoked. <laughs> and I, I, I guess I just got lucky. The um the criteria definitely was in my favor. It was a uh, 50% high performance and 50% traditional. So the board I was writing, it's single fin. It looks all heavy and stuff, but it my little secret is that it's very light so I could turn it really well. So that was kind of like my, my difference compared to everyone else was that I was doing kind of smaller board turns on a longboard. Um, and everyone else was riding like, you know, 40 pound big logs and stuff, which are very hard to turn. So uh, that definitely helped me a lot. How did this event start? 
James, I mean, two years ago, he we were kind of talking about it, and uh, it was like, oh, it, it might happen, it might not. It was kind of just an idea, and then Damien's like, he's such the man. He he got it together, got sponsors for it, and and made it happen, and it turned into like the greatest thing ever. It was kind of like everyone's discussing, like, oh, like, are the locals going to be bummed, like, you know, bringing an event down to their spot, which is very uncrowded these days, but like bringing people in. And the first year, like that was kind of a talk, but everyone, I mean, all the restaurants benefit from the event because they have, you know, people coming in, hotels are stoked. The locals were down there watching the contest. Their kids were all stoked. Like everyone was so happy. It turned out amazing. That's epic. Yeah. I was going to ask you like how that, how that played out with like all the locals and stuff, especially like, I guess, cause when you talk to people in Mexico, they always say we love events because it does bring money in to the, to the local communities and especially like. Zach Tito's and like Zach's restaurant is probably just filled with people, especially after the contest, people are eating there. And Cheyenne, that's like a, this little Mecca, like the sickest little restaurant down there. Um, when you first get in the East Cape or starting to go down there and it's just a good little spot to get food and stuff, but they were probably stoked, Kai. Oh, they were, they were over the moon. I'll be there tomorrow night. Actually, that's my, it's my, it's my favorite, favorite restaurant in the world. You, you're sitting there. You know, you got a margarita and tacos in front of you and you're looking just right over the water of like the most beautiful sunset. It, it's it's so rad. It's super cool because you, you said Salt Life's uh, sponsoring this event too? Yes, this last year or this last one they did. Sick. Yeah, dude, it's so rad because the first event I ever did down there, I think it was called the Ultimate Waterman Challenge. This is like 2016 or something. And Salt Life was on board with that one and now they're getting involved with the escape to the Cape and stuff. So it's so cool to see like our brand, like moving farther down the peninsula or like around the world, you know, like it's, it's expanding and it's so rad to see that. Totally. And you saw, I mean, there were people down there and saw like gear and shirts and trunks. Like it was so cool to see. And you're in the middle of nowhere. It's like, how do you guys even find out about this brand? And they're just rocking all the clothes. Like it was really cool to see. Yeah. How did they get on, on board with this? Were you just like, dude, you have to get on board. I think my dad talked to him and, and kind of the same thing I'm talking like now, like this is the next big event. Like you guys need to jump in now because two to three years from now, it's going to take over every longboard event there is. And it's just going to expand and grow. Like the sponsors are going to be so stoked down the road, like the publicity and stuff they're going to get from this event. It's, it's, it's rad. Cheyenne, in regards to like the dive community and stuff, do you know a lot of people that go down to Mexico and dive? I've seen people posting about it, but I haven't talked to anybody individually like that's been down there and has hooked up with a good charter to go on or get in touch with a guide. Um, but it's something that I'm going to be doing now because I, I just have so many questions about this whole thing, like going there. But also I'm really interested in just going to the surf competition, too, because I've never been to one. Is it is it a contest or competition? I want to make sure I'm saying that right. Same. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. So. I'm like envisioning what you were doing and like trying to put myself there with like the beach and the, the, all the surfers and stuff. Like what's it like as far as how do you progress to the next heat? How do you, I just have so many questions. Like how, how are you judged on a longboard? Great question. So, yeah. This event, like I was saying, it's, it was 50% high performance, 50% traditional, which traditional kind of means like, no, you only get scored on like nose riding, um, which is when you're, you know, you got both feet hanging on the nose on a longboard and uh, more like 
like traditional turns, which is kind of just like everything slowed down. It, it looks, it's like the pretty side of surfing looks cool. It's, it's what the like old, old school, old school days, like that's how people would surf. And then the high performance is kind of more new, new school age where, you know, you, you lay into a big cutback or, or you hit the, you hit the lip at the end of the wave. Um, which I think is rad. Like having it 50, 50, it kind of shows like who can do both. And pretty much everyone in the final was the four guys who, who did like both of that on the longboard. Um, so it ended up working great for me because I, I, I genuinely shortboard with turning a big board. Like I, it naturally kind of just like happens for me. So that was rad. I think Damon does a really good job of like keeping it fair for everyone when it comes to that. That's cool. I do have a question, uh, non-surfer lingo here. What is a cutback for me and the rest of the audience that might not know? So basically, if you're just going down the line on the wave, left or right, let's just say you're going right and you're facing your board's facing right, going down the face, and you pretty much just turn the board to where you're now going the opposite way. Like you just wrap it back and now you're pretty much pointing left. Okay, so like, like a little like snap in the board? Yeah, exactly. You're just turning the, the direction of the board the other direction. Fancy. Yeah. Fancy. Yeah. So, hey, Kai, what's your favorite part uh, part about this event? Like, what's so special about this event compared to, like, maybe when you go do a QS or something, which is, um, for everybody listening, the WSL, Kai said it earlier, that's the World Surf League. And people do these events all over the world to make it what's on the called the championship tour. And when they make it on the championship tour, it's the top people in the world to surf um, around the world. And that's their career. They're making it um, through surfing. But this event's so special to you, Kai. I want to know what like the biggest difference is and why this is so special to you. I think, first of all, the location of it is is a big part. I mean, it's my favorite place in the world to go to. So that's one. And then the second is there's no pressure in this contest. Like everyone down there is just there to have fun. And you're surfing with, you got friends in your heats. You got people you don't know, but like, you become friends either before your heat or after and win or lose like everyone's down there just to have a great time which the wsl events like everyone's so serious yeah. to win and it's like if you lose you're just people are gone like they just leave it's like the vibe is way different and i'm leaning towards like i have way more fun in the contest where there's no pressure and i i seem to do a lot better too um so yeah that's got to be the biggest difference for me at least surfing in like the escape to the cave compared to a wsl event so good i love that dude so fun so in regards to tomorrow you just you're just flying down there yeah yeah it's me and my brother we're flying down i'm not even bringing a board bag um we're gonna hopefully go in damien's garage because he's got surfboards everywhere and just take whatever he's got and go you know score some waves so good i love that dude you're so stoked i miss that place i need to go back down there i haven't been down there in like probably a year or two you got to get there there's the waves are firing it is huh yeah, it's nonstop, nonstop slow. And we're, we don't even have waves at home. It's like, just bolt down there. What size are the waves like on an average day there? I'd say maybe four to six foot on an average day, like especially during summertime, which they get a lot more swell in maybe like June to September. Or yeah, that's kind of the months of like swell season. But then you also get hurricanes a lot, um, which they bring waves. If you get lucky, maybe the storm part won't be as bad, but the swell's good. And then most people think there's no waves down there in um, the winter time, which not to you know give out any secrets, but there's <laughs> waves year round down there. And uh, yeah, there's always a wave to surf. 
So if you're a beginner or somebody that's not as good as you or the rest of the surfers, would that be the time to go and get some smaller waves, a little more low key? I'd still recommend year round is perfect for if you're a professional surfer or if your first time, there's, there's so many different waves down there that any it, it's, it's perfect for anyone. Cool. That's good to know. Yeah. And the water's warm. Yeah. So you don't got to put a, a thick wetsuit on, which most people do not like doing. I do not like doing it and I do it every day. Um, so you're wearing either a bikini or trunks down there. And that's also another benefit to it. Another cool thing too, is like, you don't just have to go to the East Cape. Like we were talking about San Jose, like you can go stay down in San Jose and like surf different waves around there too, Cheyenne. And you can go rent longboards and get lessons. It's, you know, there's a lot to do down there. You don't have to go explore the East Cape. Like you can stay the resort life and live high if you want to. I mean, it's, it's a go-to place for everyone. They have every Thursday, they do um, Art Walk in Old Town San Jose, which is like the funnest nightlife ever. They got bands playing, Everyone's got like their art they've painted or, or taken photos of like out for display. Like you're, you're allowed to, you know, have drinks in public, which that's pretty fun. Um, but yeah, it's just an all around good time. So sick. It sounds like the community there is amazing. Dang, man. Well, I'm so stoked for you. It sounds like such a good event. Um, are you going to, you're planning on just going annually on huh? just every year? Oh yeah. At least once every couple months I'm down there. But for uh, talking about the contest, I'll be there every year they run it. I'm there. Dude, epic. Stoked to hear about it, man. Yeah, I'm stoked to get to share it with you guys. I guess for everybody listening in, where, where can you go to like get involved with this event? So I'm pretty sure it's it's escapetothecape.com. But if I'm wrong, Bronner Surfboards on Instagram, he's he he posts a link. There's also another Instagram escape to the it's called Escape for the Cape, where they post, you know, updates of the event, photos. Like for everyone listening, if you guys want to go, like what we're explaining, if you want to see pictures of it, you go to their Instagrams, Escape to the Cape, and they have, you know, photos of the whole contest, like restaurants, the food. It, so yeah, go go there if you want to check out like what we're talking about. Rad, dude. Well, um, shout out your Instagram so people can follow your adventures. I always like watching your Instagram because you're posting everything down in Baja. That's how I get to find out that you're breaking down in your car and stuff. And I think it's so like it's so fun to me because you get to find like ways to fix the problem. Right. And that's, what's so cool about Baja. Like you really do have to like live on your own and like resolve the issue by yourself kind of. And then all of a sudden somebody comes and helps you and you're like, Oh, this is rap. I love this spot. But um, yeah. How do we follow you? Yeah. So my Instagram just, it's just comic Phillips, just my name. And like Kieran was saying, like there's so many platforms these days that like for those of you guys who can't make it down there or can't experience what we get to see, like, I post all the stuff so I can share like what it's like and like all the stuff you go through, whether you're breaking down in your car, you're surfing amazing waves, eating good food, getting a puppy on the way down there or whatever. Like there's so much going on. So I'm stoked. I get to like share it with all you guys. So good. And then Cheyenne is now joining us here on above and below. So Cheyenne, we're stoked to have you. I'm stoked for um, what's to come with the podcast and you getting to talk to everybody else. It's super fun that you were involved in this and, get to ask those questions. I think it's fun for you too. Like you're learning, right? Like that's my favorite thing about these. 
Yeah, I was so hyped to be on today and I'm really looking forward to the future of it and getting to hear other people's stories because I've never heard of Escape to the Cape. So when I heard that's what we were going to be talking about, I'm like, ooh, what's what's this? And now I've got this visual from you, the backstory of what it's like in, in the town and how the event goes. It's it's just so cool to get to hear your perspective and camping out in your truck and just like living the absolute life on the beach. I, I don't know. I love it. I'm stoked to get to share it with you. Rad, you guys. Well, uh, thanks again for hopping on and thanks everybody for listening in to today's podcast. We'll catch you next time on Above and Glow. Cheyenne, Kai, have a good day. Kai, crush it. Crush it down there. Get some waves. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thanks for uh, everyone joining in and listening. Good talking to you. Thanks for listening in to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Real Salt Life. If you've enjoyed this episode, rate and review us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast to help spread the word. And remember, stay salty.